Hi everyone and welcome to episode 10 of the Ask the Coach show. I am Jeff Plum and we've got Alois Rosario with me. Welcome Alois. Uh, morning Jeff, how are you going? I'm going well, thank you. Ready for another big show? We've got some great questions again today. We've been getting some really interesting ones lately. And so the first question we've got has been asked by Alina and has been asked on our Google Plus page where you can ask questions before the show. Now Alina said, normally players uh, follow one style, so they are either attack or defence. But if Alina wants to become an all-round player and she's an attacking, when should she start to learn the defensive strokes? Should she wait until she's really proficient at the attacking style or should she learn them all at the same time? Yeah, so Alina, I, I think, I, personally, I think try to learn them all at the same time. Um, when you're learning your basics, you're going to learn to play some counter hitting and some top spin and some pushing. So that's a good time to start to think about learning some defensive strokes as well. If you can learn those all of those basics, it gives you um, a good ability um, and touch on the ball as well. So I think learn them all at the same time and you'll find you'll have a nice rounded game right from the start. Yeah, I think that's good advice, Alice. And I think the other important thing to note is that the top players in the world who we say are attacking players are actually incredibly good at that defensive style at the blocking and the pushing and the returning and sometimes it's it's all those important things that allow them to attack so the short pushing and the good tight serving and so they really do have an all-round game even though they tend to attack a lot more yes they, they certainly do have an, um, just that touch and that ability to put the ball on the table and that just comes from their uh, the amount of hitting that they're doing um, and also the amount of balls. So they've done a lot of pushing. They've done a lot of um, chopping. They don't go out necessarily and practice chopping for hours, but they will um, practice chopping sometimes. They'll um, develop that stroke. You know, sometimes when they're um, start of training, they might go out and do a little bit of chopping. So yeah, they do. They just develop that overall touch and ability um, by playing a lot of table tennis too. Great. So, Alina, yeah, get out there and learn all the strokes, learn the blocking and the pushing and work on those as well as your attacking strokes and you'll develop a nice all-round game. Now, our next question comes from Friendy. And Friendy says, I realise that in table tennis we use only one part of our hand, the upper arm, lower arm and wrist. So what is the time to use each part of it and can I combine them? Yep, so Friendy, so table tennis it isn't just about your wrist and hand and forearm and all that sort of thing. Table tennis is a game that you play with your whole body, basically. So it starts with the bat, perhaps, or the fingers. Um, but remember, when you're playing, you also utilize your, your trunk rotation, yeah. utilize your legs, utilize a whole lot of different things. So don't if you, if you start to worry too much about the little parts you're going to really start to get yourself tied up with too much detail. Have a look at the stroke as a whole. That's why in Picking Skills we try to show you the basic simple stroke that you can learn. How to play a forehand, your starting and your finishing position. If you start to worry about where um, 
where your wrist is or where your forearm is at any given time, you're going to get so tied up with detail that you're going to forget about hitting the ball. So let's let's keep it simple. Let's simplify things and think about um, playing the stroke and starting to uh, get that looking right. Okay, good luck with that, Friendy. Hopefully you can uh, develop your forehand. Now, Len Buffy has another question for us. And he says, how do I play against a player who simply sends every shot back? I feel like I'm playing against a brick wall and I start to think that I have to do something to end the rally and then I make the mistake and I lose the point. What can I do? Yeah, so uh, so we've all played against those uh, really good um, defensive players that can get the ball back on the table all the time. Um, they can get really annoying, can't they? But... Um, if you let them slip into their um, rhythm of being able to go back and chop the ball back and um, allow them to sit back away from the table, then it becomes a lot easier for them. So you, your basic thing is to start is to think about trying to bring them in closer to the table to start with, and when they're close, then make your attacking stroke. So that's often really early in the rally. So if you um, if you can make a service and third ball, so on the serve, serve it short, drag them in, and then play a stronger ball at them, that's going to make it a little bit harder for them. Um, rhythm and uh, timing is the thing that they do really well, you know, getting back, getting a lot of balls back on the table. So you need to break that up, drag them in, push them away with the strong shots. Okay. So you don't necessarily just have to go out and try and attack everything and, you know, go overboard and make a mistake, it's really about that variation of breaking up their rhythm. Yes, yeah, but but be a little bit more proactive uh, with your attack, you know, so don't allow them to, to make the first two or three uh, pushes because after that the attack becomes a little bit harder for you as well because they're into a really good rhythm. So I'd say um, even if you do make a few mistakes, um, I think just breaking up that rhythm keeps them keeps them guessing as well. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd err on the side of being a little bit more aggressive than a little bit too passive. Okay, excellent. We'll give that a try, Len, and um, see if you can get through that brick wall. Good luck. Okay, we've just had a question answered from an audience member from Trevor, which is great, and Trevor says... What advice can you give to changing the momentum in a match? I was recently up two love in a match and lost all confidence after losing the third set, and I continue to go downhill, losing in five. Yes, um, yeah. So Trev, it's, um, it's something that does happen, and often it's uh, it's a mental thing. So, so firstly, think about tactically what's changed. So, if you've lost the third set, maybe it's because they've come out and done something different tactically. Maybe they've changed the momentum. Maybe they've just found something a little bit different. So firstly, it's trying to examine that. Secondly, when you're in a two-love lead, sometimes you get a little bit too complacent perhaps. So you, um, you start to think, well, I'm just going to win this third game and forget about focusing on each point. Or you might start to see the finish line rather than focusing um, on the here and now. So if you if you start to get too far ahead of yourself, 
drag yourself back, think, okay, this is how I need to win this point. If something has changed tactically, then you need to start to rethink, okay, he's now digging the ball more to my backhand side. How am I going to get him to play the ball more to my forehand? Um, how am I going to get him to stop digging that ball into into my backhand? How do we stop those uh, that that momentum swinging back to uh, back to their side? So a couple of things there. So firstly, think about tactically um, what they have changed, and then secondly, think tactically about what you need to do for this very next point um, to win this point. Because remember, it's the winning of the points that that leads you to winning the game and the and the match. It, it, uh, the match just doesn't happen by itself. So there's a couple of uh, ideas for you, Trev. Yeah, good point, Alice. I mean, I think, yeah, that concentrating on the current point is good. I, I kind of personally, I feel like sometimes you can just feel like that momentum's going against you and you almost need to reset in a way and, like, go back to how you felt at the start of the match, which is not easy to do, but sometimes you need something that just kind of breaks that and it's either a thought process and maybe, yeah, thinking about the tactics, like you said, or thinking about the current point can really help with that. But um, great question, yeah. Trevor. Yeah, the other thing, the other thing that you can also utilise now is that is the timeout. Um, so I'll either utilise that you know minute in between games, or utilise that timeout that you have um, in most situations to to just stop that momentum. So take your take your time in between um, in or for your timeout, um, and sometimes that is enough to break the momentum. The other thing that you can utilise as well that we didn't mention is is the um, the towel break after each six points. So if you start to feel that things are starting to change a little bit and your opponent's getting a bit of a run on, make sure that after six points you go to your towel, you take those few seconds to just um, break up that rhythm and that momentum as well. And then it, 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 there, there is also always the tactic that some players use and their, their shoelace magically becomes um, untied when, uh, when their opponent gets a bit of a run on. All right. Well, good luck with uh, that, Trevor. Try implementing a few of those things next time you're in that situation and see if you can uh, end up winning the match and, and not let things slide away from you. Okay. Now, Kustav has a question for us. He says, is there a difference between a log and a fish? Um... Fish swims. Yes. Uh, a lob doesn't. Um, is there anything else that we need to cover? I think that's it. I think that sums it up. <laughs> no. What uh, what Costub's actually talking about? Uh, a fish fish is a um, type of stroke that we talk about. So fishing is when you're back away from the table and you um, it's it's a it's sort of a mixture between a lob and a topspin. So it's a low flying topspin that doesn't really get up high, so it doesn't allow your opponent to smash that next ball. So the ball's coming through, you know, at, at head height or a little bit lower at, at most to your opponent. Um, so it keeps the ball lower, puts them under a bit more pressure. They really need to make a top spin on that next ball. So that's the real difference, that probably just the height of the stroke. So a lob goes up a lot higher. Fishing, you... you it's it's like a low flying lob basically. So um, yes, 
there there so are. A fish is going to be harder for your opponent to deal with, but it's also a harder stroke for you to make. Yes, you, you really need to be in good position to be able to make that fishing stroke. So if um, if they're playing a really fast smash, basically sometimes all you all you're doing is just trying to get your bat to it um, and lob the ball up. So by lobbing the ball, it gives you more time to get into position for the next ball. So um, by um, fishing or keeping the ball lower, it also gives you less time to to cover the court for the next ball. So yeah, so you just need to weigh that up. All right, there we go. So anyone want to do any fishing now that they uh, know what that is? <laughs> Okay, now we've got a, a Pink Skillers question which we want you to answer, so um, just leave your answer in the comments and uh, we'd love to hear from you. The question is, what is the easiest stroke to learn in table tennis? So we'd love to hear from you. Okay, so what is the easiest stroke to learn in table tennis? Well, that wraps up our show for another day. Thanks, everyone, for watching. and. Don't forget, as always, to visit www.pingskills.com and we'll see you next time for episode 11. Thanks, everyone, and thanks, Alois. Yep. Thanks, Jeff. I'm back to bed. See ya. <laughs> Bye.